Hello, this is Bill Lytell one more time for some wisdom for your walk. I've been meditating lately on a life of no regrets or few regrets. Pretty hard to live a life of absolutely no regrets. I get it. There's some things I wish I'd go back and undo, redo, do better. But I'm talking about real deep regrets. I've known many people through the years that suffer through uh, remorse of a life lived and have serious regrets. And sometimes the devil likes to remind us of our failures. I've kind of looked at it this way, and I've noticed that God, the Holy Spirit, when he convicts you and I have sin, it causes pain, it causes regret. But it's not to hurt you. Ultimately, it's like a doctor when he tells you he needs to cut a tumor out of you. He's going to tell you this is going to hurt some. I've gone dermatologists a lot of times for skin cancer, and they'll tell you this is going to be uncomfortable. They mean what they say, but they're doing it to help you. It's pain to help, not pain to hurt. And the Holy Spirit brings pain in our life through reading of the Bible, through conviction of the sermons and Sunday school lessons, and some godly people will come up and help you to correct some things in your life. And it's painful to correct things. It's painful to be told that you've been saying something wrong or you've been pronouncing something wrong. I mean, something as, something as crazy as that will bother you because you hate to do that kind of You want to be better. You, want to, you don't want to have those mistakes. Your ego, of course, is constantly battling you, your pride. And so as you go through this kind of internal war, uh, you want to remember the Holy Spirit brings this kind of pain to help you, and you want to comply with him and comply with the Word of God. But there's another kind of pain that the devil brings on us and and his people bring on you, and that's uh, regret and pain that cannot be changed. Paul kind of addressed it by saying, forgetting those things which are behind, I reach forth to the prize of the high calling in God by Christ Jesus. And then that's right. Um, forget the things which are behind. Now, it's good to reminisce on things that are behind you that you did, good decisions you made to encourage you. But Paul had a lot of things that he did early on, uh, you know, that he helped uh, to kill one of God's servants and, and other people he, he took and imprisoned them for their faith in Christ and on and on it goes. So he, he could say that he had bad, bad memories and regrets of when he was outside of Christ. Uh, but he said, I'm not going to dwell on those because that's pain of the devil. To a point, that's pain the devil brings along just to hurt you, just to bring you down, just to destroy you, just to put you back. But And so he said, he said don't, 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 don't do that. Colossians 3 says, keep your focus on things which are above and, uh, you know, keep your mind on things which are beneficial to you. And so in this war we go through daily as we get up, face another day. We got decisions to make. Am I going to allow past regrets, past troubles, past problems to give me a downer today and tell me how, how horrible? When the devil comes by and tells me how bad I am, all I can do is agree with him and say, but I'm in Christ Jesus. But I'm in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit and the blood of Christ have washed me. And I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. Wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned and unclean. And so I just throw myself on the cross and say, I never was worthy of salvation, old devil. I never was worthy of the grace of God, but 
The grace of God has been bestowed upon me. The blood of Christ has washed me. My name's written in the Lamb's book of life. He's gone to prepare a place for me, John 14. And he's guiding me with the Holy Spirit. He's given me the Holy Spirit. I now am the Holy of Holies. The very presence of God is in me. And I have the Word of God given me, which has been sacrificed for us by so many. The old King James Bible. And he's given me a good word. He's given me the Holy Spirit. He's given me the local church of, full of, of believers that love Jesus. And, and I'm not going to pay attention to the ones who don't love Jesus. I'm not going to spend my time on the on the bad seed you know you go to a local church don't spend your time on the bad seed spend your time on the good seed the good seed that's there the man i mean the people who old timers and love lovely people who who have given their life to christ and live for jesus i mean we're all junkyard dogs come out of romans chapter three right we're all sin come short of the glory of god we all came from we got poison of asps under our tongues I mean, there's no nobility. Uh, there's no royalty that got saved. We were sinners, unable to save ourselves. Indeed, uh, deserving of an eternity in the place called the lake of fire. And the Lord Jesus spared us from all that. Woo! We have a good day, brother, if nothing alone. So I'm not going to spend my time uh, going back on the past. But I want to say something else. How do you build a life of no regrets? Well, you build a life of no regrets by obedience to the Word of God, by putting the Word of God in priority in your life. What do I mean by that? Get a Bible reading schedule. Now, you know, I preach, I read your Bible through once a year. Well, that's not all the Bible reading I do. I mean, I have uh, special readings I do and other things I do, memorizations I do, but, but at least get yourself disciplined. Get yourself disciplined where you're reading the Bible through once a year. Okay, Brother Bill, that's too much. Okay, read it through once every year and a half. Okay, Brother Bill, that's too much. Okay, read it through once every two years. Oh, Brother Bill, that's just too much. Read it through once every two and a half years. Here's what I get tired of. People come to me and say, Brother Bill, I just can't do that Bible reading. I'm just busy. I just don't, whatever reason, I say, well, then do it in a year and a half. Oh, well, Bill, I don't know. Well, how about doing it two years? What I'm saying is people do not have a plan to read the Bible through cover to cover ever. And how do I know that? As I've talked to born-again Christians, been saved for 30, 35 years, never read the Bible through but one time. I had a Christian recently who's been saved for 40 years, told me they only read the Bible through twice in their life. Come on, people. Shame on you, shame on you, shame on you. My, that's a blessed word of God. The blood of God's saints has been spilled over that book. And we need to honor it. It's the very words of God. It's the plan of God. It's called the mind of Christ. We need to know at least what's in that book. Well, how are you going to know what's in that book? Unless you read it. You're not. You can't trust other people. I mean, I, I appreciate you coming to hear me preach or listen to these podcasts, but really you need to... <laughs> You need the Word of God one-to-one -one from, from the Word of God to your, from the pages of God's Word to your mind and your soul. And if you'll begin to, to pursue God, as A.W. Tozer put it, you're going to pursue God by reading His Word. I am going to know you, whom to know is life everlasting. Oh, God, help me to know you. And so I'm going to read your Bible. That is complementing what God's done for us. How much could you... More could you compliment what God has given us in the Word of God but by reading it 
And how much more could you insult God than by not reading it? Think about that. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm trying to get you where you make a plan. Look, you're a slow reader. Read the Bible through once every two years, once every three years. But look, in, in nine years, you've read it through three times. Think about that. You say, well, nine years is a long time, preacher. It's going to pass. Boom, boom, boom. You'll be through nine years. And How old are you now? How, how'd you get there? Well, if you don't make a plan, you're going to fiddle away, fluff away, mess away the years. You're going to look back, having been born from above for 50 years, having read the Bible through one or two times. That's a life of regret. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to have that happen to you. Make a plan. Keep a schedule. Discipline yourself to do it. Get some people that are accountable. Have them help you do it. Have them help you beat you up a little bit if you don't do it. And by the way, don't have such tender little feelings that you get beat up about not doing something for God. You're going to quit. Go away. Take my ball and my bat and leave. Don't do that, brother. Thank the people. Hug the people that come and challenge you. God, bless the people that challenge you to, for higher ground, to move up to higher ground, to get your standards lifted up to God's place. Woo! Help them. Encourage them to do it. Make yourself accountable. And then when you look back, I'm 70 years old. I look back and I say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Have a little spell about a life live for Christ. Now, I got little small regrets. Sure, I do. I wish I could have done better. Sure, I do. But I have, by the grace of God, obeyed a schedule, challenged myself, put myself under the gun, made myself read the Word of God. When I felt like it, didn't feel like it, was good, bad, and ugly, and good weather, bad weather, and I read it and over and over and over, and it has transformed me. It has, it has changed me. It has made my blood bib lean. I think about the Bible. I quote some of the Bible. I dream the Bible. I eat the Bible, and it's sweet. Oh, my brother and sister is sweet. Get off your iPhone. Get out of all your iTunes and, and all your junk and read the Word of God, and you'll live a life. You will. You'll live a life with no regrets or few regrets by His grace. May the Lord bless you with some wisdom for your walk.